What's up? Welcome to Tuck Rule Takes, episode 37, the Rodney Harrison episode of Ooh. Tuck Rule Takes. Again, there, were, there was, in my eyes, there was no other name. I know Damian Harris is number 37, but yep. there's just it's Rodney Harrison. The Rodney Harrison episode. Go I am Mike Roll Sullivan. You have to. Yeah. But, ah, ah, do the fight thing. Um, with me, as always, Liam McDade. Um, Liam, it's redundant. I ask you every every Tuesday, but how's it going? It is uh it's swell, is the word I would use. Swell. I went to two Celtics games last week, and now this week I'm just kind of coasting. It was nice today. I went out and suntanned, if you can tell by my incredible Irish complexion. You did. I did as well. I, I think it looks a little bit more yeah. on me. It was it was what was I think 90 and a little humid today. So I don't know. I don't know if it got 61 got here. So basically the same thing. OK, so kind of the same. You just flip the flip the number around the nine and the six. Yep. That's all. Yep. That's all. It was. So it is technically the same weather. But um, I think we got to we 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 should have started this podcast with blow horns and confetti and all this stuff. The Patriots did it. They signed a receiver. They went out there. And not only did they sign one, they traded for one. They, they say, you know what? We want you so bad. We're going to get you the Patriots got Devonte Parker from the dolphins for what I just realized right before this podcast, a third round pick Good. for next year. And they got Parker and then, a, and then a, a fifth round pick for this year, which um, that third round pick though, I did see, um, Next season, it's like they didn't even give it up because they're they're most likely going to get a third rounder in return for J.C. Jackson in the compensatory formula. Yeah. So they literally gave up nothing to get Devontae Parker, who um, well, actually, you know, before we even dive into how he is, um, I'm I'm pumped. I have always liked Devontae Parker. He torched Gilmore when he played him last time. Um, he always seems to do well against the Patriots, which is a. I feel like that's kind of the sign that you'll eventually be a Patriot. Um, what do you, how do you feel about this trade? Because I've seen pretty much all good reactions. Maybe people not as excited as I think they wanted to be or whatever. But what do you think? Devontae Parker, number 11. Is he going to wear number 11? How do you that's, feel about that this? Was, that's the biggest thing that I was hung up on. It. Is he wearing <laughs> number 11? I think the odds that he wears number 11 are a fat zero. There's no chance to think that they wouldn't retire Edelman's number down the line is egregious. Yeah. So they're just going to kind of unofficially retire it until that glorious day comes when we have the ceremony that I will for sure be at wherever oh, yeah. it is. Um, so no, I don't think he wears number 11. I think he goes with Brandon LaFell's number. If we're taking bids right now, I think he goes 19. I think he's taken 19. I think his college number was nine. So that's where my intuition comes from. I think he bumps that up to 19. Yeah. If he does go number nine, no, he can't do number nine because of Judon. So Judon's number nine. Yeah. I'm sitting here trying to think of like, we got someone yeah. number nine. Shit. So it's either 13 or 19 in my eyes. I think he's going 19. I think. He take and we will bring up this guy later on. I think he takes a number from a receiver that is on the team that is going to be gone. And no, don't worry, you. That's will be a good one too. I know. I yeah. Think of that. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, it's kind of like his number, you but spoiler bitch. alert, it's cut in half. So maybe it's just one one. Maybe the number is yep. one. I don't know. But uh, Devonte Parker, um, he's a uh, kind of you know deep threat. Somewhat he can um, stretch the field. He's six three. I think. What is he? Six three. 220. So, you know, he's, he jump balls. He's pretty much everything that we wanted Nikhil Harry to be. Um, I think last or since 2019, 
Then so yeah, just it, it, anything. Since 2019, I believe I saw that he was third in uh, contested catch rates or whatever it was. Um, so Jacoby Myers is actually high up on that list as well. Um, I don't know why people are surprised. That's all Jacoby Myers did last year was make contested catches. But, hey, when you're um, catching it, you know, in the slot, you're going to be you have muddled to. up. Yeah, yeah, you have to. But um, Devontae Parker, I'm pumped. I'm excited. I think this is a very Belichick Patriots signing. You know, you get kind of, you, you get a veteran. He's been in the league for what is it? Uh, seven. Let me see. He has been in the league for seven years. Wait, one, two, yeah, three. Four, since 2015. Yeah, Dumbass. I'm sitting there looking at it, say seven, and I'm sitting there like 2017. He's been in for three years. What the hell? <laughs> um, but yeah, good, good contract too. He's due um, just over 5 million bucks each year. That's Killer. his, um, that's his, that's his salary. So I like it. I have nothing bad to say about it. Um, so other than the numbers, you know, wh- what number is going to be, how do you feel about it? You like Devonte Parker on here. You think that's uh that really solidifies the room for the most part. I am hopefully optimistic as always. I feel like my role on almost any show that I do, I'm just like that on my Celtics one, which I was doing before this, hence the green button up. And now Celtics kicking ass, uh, by the way, kicking ass. Best believe. Oh my God. It's a bloodbath. They're just, you know, mauling down teams, not even close. They absolutely massacred the wizards on Sunday. Oh, just putrid, yeah. putrid basketball. But they end with 140, 144, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, it was a 42 Ridiculous. piece, 144 to 102 or something. Just I, heinous. You yeah. shouldn't be allowed to do that to other professional sports teams. But nope. it's it's cool that they still massacre uh, live killings and whatnot on TV. It's great for the entertainment value. It keeps us involved with our old gladiator heritage. But back to Devontae Parker. I always play the, the gloomy optimist in a sense, and that's what I'm here for once again. I think, like you said, this is textbook Belichick. Like if you could have picked out a more perfect Belichick player, I'd be quite surprised. This dude just screams it so much so that he wasn't on basically anyone's radar. I wasn't thinking about him. I figured the Dolphins were going to keep him. And that's how Belichick does it. He just looks for somebody who's who's been good, but not great in the last couple of years that I can maybe take over the edge. No one's expecting. There's not going to be a high asking price. He doesn't want to outbid anyone. Doesn't want to fight with anyone. He just wants to pick up guys that he thinks can ball. And this guy has all the talk potential in the world. This dude can come in. He's a speedster, makes contested catches, has no problem running over the middle, catching the tough routes too. He's another guy that's wildly versatile. His speed allows him to do anything that we put Kendrick Bourne in the same situation with. He's he's a big-time addition to this offense. Playmaker. But I'm hesitant. This dude's never healthy. This guy is – there's a lot of issues here. I have in my notes his season games played numbers – they're not impressive. They're not I was stellar. just going to ask you because I, ha- I have it in a different thing pulled up. Yeah. So go, go, go through it. What do you think? Cause that was going to be my next thing. Like with the injury, that's what people are talking about. It's like barring injury, this, that, no, I don't, I see it. I see it. I might see it a little differently, but what do you, what do you think? Cause you said you got things pulled up there. So what, yeah. what's his games played and all that? So he has only had three seasons above playing 10 games. It's subpar. 
this is a classic Belichick thing where it's like, if he can put it all together, he'd be stellar. Can he put it all together? The Patriots are great at spreading the ball around, almost load managing while you're still playing. So if he has an 100-yard game, he'll probably have a 30-yard game after, and he won't be a big part of the game plan. They're always thinking long-term to take care of their players. I think if there was ever a time for him to put together healthy seasons, it's in New England. But his first season, four games, second season, eight games, third season, 12 games, fourth year, seven games, fifth year, 14 games, sixth year, last year, or two years ago, 11 games, and then last year, eight games. And the numbers are pretty damn good. Nine touchdowns when he played the most games he ever had. That's stellar. Imagine if he had played a full season. He maybe could have bumped that up to double digits. But then other than that, one touchdown – in the two, one touchdown per year in each year before then. So 2018, one touchdown, 2017, one touchdown. Yep. Yep. There's, there's no consistency to this. This is a classic. Will this happen? It's like stuck between a rock and a hard place because we didn't give anything up for him. So it's great. Now we have him. It's not like we have to worry about giving up a King's ransom for him. I'm not worried about what we gave up a third round pick. Even if we weren't getting one back in the JC Jackson trade, I'm not worried about it just for the potential that he can give us. But that's a big if. He's only gone over 1,000 yards once, hasn't really got that close to it any other year. He had 800, which was the second closest for him. I don't know what we should expect from him. Should we expect, you know, some of his middle-of-the-road seasons here, which would be – 87 targets, 56 catches, 745 yards, and four touchdowns. That seems like a realistic target for him, especially splitting time with many other offensive weapons in a run-heavy system. Or are we going to get his explosive 2019, which was 1,200 yards, nine tubs on 128 targets? There's, he's been all over the board here. And this, he's an anomaly. I've been watched since we traded for him. I've watched every season, basically every snap this dude had, because people are enamored with him. He, he had that big game as Patriots fan. Yeah. Every Patriots fan loved him even before the trade because he roasted Stefan Gilmore and everyone on the Patriots was like, who is this guy? What the hell is going on? He's destroying the defensive player of the year. Why is this happening? So he's already has a soft spot and whether you love him or hate him, Patriots fans know who he is. If you could do that to Stefan Gilmore in his prime, the potential's there for him to be a top receiver in the league, to be completely honest, like very bold, but he could be a top 10 receiver in the league if he puts it all together, but he hasn't put it together literally once. Like there's not one season where he's been fully healthy. No, no. And, and like you said, the, the injury thing is definitely something to, you know, to, to worry about, to think about it, it just leads me like all the stats and stuff. And again, it might be just, I'm a Patriots fan. I always think Belichick's going to put you in a better position than any other team and all that. It, it's, it's been mostly true for the most part, but do you yeah. think that maybe the reason that he's, he got hurt or thing, I don't know exactly what all his injuries were, but for a while there in Miami, I feel like just, he, he, he was such a big part in that offense so it was probably one of those things. Maybe he was maybe not getting overworked, but just he was really the focal point. So it was just he had to carry such an offensive load on his back. And I don't, I don't know this in in this offense. 
it's it's so weird because like you said we could we could get you know the the 2020 year where it's um where is it 103 targets 63 catches 793 four touchdowns i yep. think that we, you're going to be a lot closer to that than you are to yeah, the that's exactly what i was thinking and yeah. and to me i think i don't think that that that's necessarily an indictment because it's we've said it before about this about the the patriots in their offense and even on defense too when you come here your numbers in most positions, your numbers don't necessarily show how much you produce for the team, how productive, yep. how vital you were to it. I mean, like, there like you know, very to, few players that can come to the Patriots and show out exactly who, who, who can come in and do that. And, and, you know, like to put up the Chandler Jones numbers or your JC Jackson yep. numbers or your Wes Welker, or, just because he got Welker. volume. Edelman when he was or when he was in his in his heyday. Even Edelman during the, the regular season. In the regular season, Edelman got fairly pedestrian numbers for the most yeah, part. He just got he fed was the ne- ball so much. That was yeah, really but yeah. in the playoffs, he would step up and be super clutch and would be fed the ball more. And he had a touchdown basically every Super Bowl. He was the go-to guy there. Yeah. But you know, Edelman, he wasn't no one's scrambling to pick up Edelman in fantasy football. No, no he's he'd be injured a decent amount of the time. He yep. You know, you might get a part return with him too, which would incentivize you to get him more, but he, he wasn't blowing anyone away. No. And, and I think that's when, when I say that I'm pumped to have him here and I like him, I think that he can just provide, you know, big plays here and there. I don't, yeah. I don't expect him. And honestly, I kind of, I, I don't No, no, no. I said the word. I don't expect him to be, to put up a thousand yards or have, you know, 900 targets or anything like that. I don't, I don't see that at all because this, the offense, like you said, is run heavy. So you're going to get those runs. You also still, you still have Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith on the roster. So Hunter Henry is going to get targets. Jonu Smith is going to get the ball somehow, whether they use him more in the backfield or kind of sweeps or things like that. He's going to get the ball. You have Nelson Aguilar, assuming he's on the team. We'll talk about that. See if he might be on here or not. He's going to get the ball. Jacoby Myers is pretty much your Julian Edelman who's going to get the ball a lot more Kendrick Bourne as well. Like, and then if they draft someone, I don't expect him to have, you know, over a thousand. I, I would be fine if he's at almost the exact stat line of 2020, Um, you know, maybe not even with as many catches, maybe a few, a few less yards, but I just, he is a piece to the offense. I look at this offense as, I think I said it before as a puzzle. It's not like other offenses where you have like, like the chiefs where they had Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. And then kind of everybody else would eat like, you know, if if they were covered, I think exactly. I think this, everybody works together where it's like some games, Kendrick Bourne's going to get the ball more. Jacoby Myers might get it more. Some games you might run the ball. It's all game plan oriented. Exactly. I just, I, I know how talented he is, how he can go up and get the ball, how he can beat people. He won't necessarily take the top off the defense, like everybody says, but he can still be the deep threat there. Uh, Aguilar is really the guy that's going to take the top off the defense, which I think if Aguilar stays, Devontae Parker being on the team helps Aguilar a lot. Gary business so. if both of them are on there. Yeah. I, I look at the yardage that Bourne and Aguilar had last year too. Bourne had an even 800, which is almost impressive that you can finish with an even It's like number he tried like to, that. yeah, I don't. Yeah, he, he runs out of bounds and he exactly gets <laughs> the 800. Like, and, yeah, I'm done for the season here. So he had exactly 800. Nelly had sub 500, just below, I believe. So yeah. looking at Devontae's yards, when he had Josh Rosen, 
Josh Rosen, he still had 300 more yards than Nelson Aguilar and just under the amount that uh, Kendrick Bourne did. And just about every other year, so the year after that, still more than Nelly, still less than Kendrick, uh, less than Nelly in 2018. Yeah. And more than both of them in 2019. Obviously, that was his thousand yard year. That was 2020, year. again, basically the same as Kendrick and just a good amount above Nelly. So he, the production he offers alone is almost more promising than the guys we have now, which is why people are probably so transfixed. They, yeah. they see the big plays. They see what he can do. He's had incredible catches. He destroyed, absolutely sunned uh, Gilmore. Gilmore, Yeah, so they see all this, and they're like, this is our dude. We didn't get these big plays last year. Well, we didn't get that because, you know, we had a game where we passed the ball three times, and every other game we still ran a ton, so they didn't get the opportunity either. That's the thing, and, you know, just kind of a a sidebar. When people bring up, um, like – when they bring up any sort of offensive passing stat, when they talk about Mac Jones, when they talk about the receivers, you're really grading Mac Jones on a 16 game season, not a 17 game season. So I I thought about that about a week ago. I I want to bring it up here. So whatever his stats are like you, you have to realize he did all that in essentially not even essentially in one less less game game. than everybody else did. It just makes it, it makes his year. Like it just, I, I still, I'm, pumped to see Mac. Um, and another thing with I Mac, am. I know you, I know you saw it too. Um, Mac Jones is working out right now in Tampa with uh, Jacoby Myers, who looks, and I hate saying this word cause it just, it's like a bro word, but he looks yoked right now. Like Jacoby Myers ripped God, Kendrick Bourne. Diesel. You even mentioned it kind of skinny, but ripped. Um, Nelson back. Aguilar is there. JJ Taylor's there as well. Um, and then I guess on that Instagram post, you know, who commented on it? Devonte Parker and then Nelson Aguilar said, see you this weekend or, or like, see you tomorrow or something like that. So Parker's going down there too. Um, oh, baby. Probably he's only a matter of time. But, oh, yeah, he's probably, yeah. Like he's, it's just a drive. It's a, it's a couple hour yeah. drive. So I think definitely a good couple hours. That that's another thing. I I'm, I'm pumped that the receiver they're already like, I'm not happy that you're working out. Like you should be like, like you're doing yes. your job. But the fact that you're doing it together, you're posting stupid Instagram videos. It just shows that, like, you know, they have how much fun does Mac Jones look? He just seems like like he's such a personable dude. He's a he's he's a doofus, but he's like, but he also has and like you can tell in the videos. Then you can also tell just by how people talk about him. He also just seems kind of cool, too, which is weird. I've never seen someone who gives off at the same he's time got a boyish charm but he's very reserved yeah, and... he he gives off vibes of like this this little like immature little like oh i'm just happy to be here but then also gives off vibes of like oh like you like you could probably walk into any locker room people be like oh, what up mac like yeah. like walking like you're the cock of the walk or something like you see yeah. the joke that was made on the instagram where nelly was filming kendrick Bourne. he's like how much you weigh and how much you weigh and he was like a buck ninety, and then yep. Mac Jones goes, "Yeah, buck twenty of that's your chain." Yeah, <laughs> yep. like, yes. like, give me just, that. It's, so funny. It's like the the fact that they're, ha- and I think that's a huge, a huge. I think everybody can agree. 
huge part of your team succeeding is having yeah. you know that camaraderie. That's why offensive line need to stay the same because they have that like they hang out. They like it's you know they all go out for drinks. They all hang out. They all do this. I feel like that should be the thing with your with your receivers, your quarterback, your tight ends. Like I said, I'm sure Hunter Henry will get down there at some point. Hunter Henry just had a kid, so I'm sure he's not. Uh, oh Johnny shit! Smith, Johnny Smith actually did too. I think they both had kids last year. Uh, no way. Correctly. They yeah, must have planned yeah. something. They're like new tight end room. Let's yeah, I'm pretty them. sure because I know that Johnny Smith didn't um, show up to a lot of the Patriots OTAs because he had a kid like right yeah. around that time. So this year he was saying that he is going to come down. I'm sure he'll be down there as well. Um, and love, as somebody who it. played football, I loved the summer workouts more than I loved being in the actual game and like the regular season practices and whatnot. Cause you, you need the, it's not so serious. You're just out there working out. And if you're doing something that you love, like I loved football. I, that's why I'm on this show talking with you. Cause I love the game of football. And if you're going down there willingly meeting up with your friends and going through this workout, for the most part, just like in the video, they're fucking around. They're joking. They're like, hey, there's some seriousness in there. Where they're like, I want you to run this route yeah. this deep and whatnot. And they're getting technical and they are learning things. They're practicing. Like I said, they're going through reps, working out. But it's a not serious environment. And that's the contrast you need because on yep. Sundays and Thursdays and Mondays, Mac's not going to be like, hey, you know, skinny jackass, I need you to do this. He's going to be like, yo, Kendrick, what the fuck? Don't drop that. Like, it's going to become super serious and they're not going to be all friendly on Sundays. So it, this is all building the relationship of I know what he's like as a person. And then on game time, I won't get so mad at him when he's uptight and competitive. And I'm sure the other guys are like that, too. But there are people that are different and whatnot, and different personalities clashing. Things like that are just so important for a team that you don't even notice. Mahomes and um, Juju were working out today, too. It seems like it's yep. that time where everyone's yep. getting out there and getting after it. Oh, man, I, I, love I just love to see it. I'm jealous. I uh, want to be out there throwing with them. Right, right. You just see it because, because like you said, it, it's that thing where, you know, you don't have Belichick or, you know, anybody else kind of, and it's not yeah. an indictment on Belichick or the coaches. It's just like you said, you don't have that like parental supervision. You're really just out yeah. there like kind of shooting the shit, like talking, but also like kind of, you can be more like, Hey, yo man, like, like, you know, when I throw, throw this way in, in your learning tendencies more. So it's like, okay, yeah. when I'm here, I know where Mac puts the ball. So I know yep. where instead to of running it. 15 on the curl, it's like run about exactly. 12 and turn around over this shoulder. Exactly. Yeah. And then I'm sure they're even, they're even just talking about like, yeah, you know, but if, if I do get pressure, I am going to kind of throw out quick. So, you know, once you get to about 12 and a half, yep. look back real quick. Cause yeah, I may try exactly. to throw a bet. Cause the I may try coming. to, throw a fade or something like that and it's yeah. like this is the shit that i think it, that that helps progress the offense and the and part that kind of uh, no 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 go go, go. No, what were you gonna say no i was gonna say and for them to be working out with jj taylor too who's like you asshole fourth. that's what i was just gonna say really yes yeah yeah i was gonna yeah. say that is and the wild part because he might okay realistically he could get caught i don't think he will but he, he could, could not yeah. even make the team so it's like for them to just it just shows like from the bottom of the depth chart to the top that they're all friends. Yeah, dude, the fact that he's there now, do you think that that means and I, th I think we can kind of agree it's going to happen. But do you think that this is kind of a a sign that J.J. Taylor is going to be more of a part of this offense? Because I know last season, the whole thing was it was, you know, he. He just has to, you know, get, you know, he just has to fit in, just has to finish, has to get kind of like the Stevenson thing where it was like, he just has to learn his things and all that. I think JJ Taylor is going to be 
not a crucial part by any means, but I do think he's going to kind of step up more and more. Um, maybe, you know, James White might go down. If anything happens with James White, or you might try to split time with them. I, I think it's, I think it's very intriguing that JJ Taylor is also a part of this group. I don't know Definitely. really what it means. I hope it means something good because I do like JJ Taylor. He's a, he's, 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 a he's shorter favorite. than me. Um, and he is just, he's very good, quick, explosive. Reminds me of Dion Lewis in a way. Um, not necessarily the electric catches and stuff, but or the just the way he like runs. Dion Lewis was, but he's close. Dion Lewis was awesome. I, I like Dion Lewis. Not as good as Danny Woodhead, but um, no. that'll be episode 39. Episode 39 is the Woodhead episode. That's what um, it is. Good head. But you're goddamn right it is. I'm going to try to get him on the podcast. <laughs> Like, Danny, I got a story for you. Buddy. I don't think I don't think he would get on. Get this. Get this. Your your name <laughs> crazy. Um but um, uh, but to answer your question, unfortunately, barring injury, obviously if injury happens, I think so. But I don't think JJ is gonna be a big part of the offense. Like we wouldn't go out and get Ty Montgomery if he was for some reason. That's why I think he could get Ty Montgomery. Yeah. Yeah. He just seems like the odd man out. Granted, we could we are as likely to cut Ty Montgomery as we are likely to cut JJ Taylor. Either one is expendable. Say that too. Yep. So they're yep. both totally could be gone. But if I have to bet my money, unfortunately, I think there's a, the best shot that JJ gets cut. Yeah. And yeah, that shot isn't, isn't likely, but I think it could happen. Yeah. And it's not saying that we want that. I think well, what I no, think. I kill myself. What I think would, is going to end up happening, kind of similar to last year, where he's a healthy scratch. You know, you keep him on the team because he is valuable, but does he play more? I don't know. It all kind of, it all just depends on how the running backs from shakes out. Um, but to, to, to bring it all back to kind of put a bow on the, um, oh, on the Devonte oh, Parker. Yes. And to put that bow, I hate that I keep cutting you off here, but I do have all his injuries listed. I, I was just going to come back and say, I didn't look up his injuries yet, but okay. What are they? So pour yourself a nice cup of tea. And start reading Catcher in the Rye because it's a long one or a Harry Potter book. Okay, let's go. What are they? Okay, so this is holy shit. This is before his, I think this is before his rookie season, even. Hold on. Now I got to quickly look Jesus. up his stats again. Yeah, but you know, injuries, you know. I know, I know. As yeah, long so as this you... is, holy shit. This is before his, even his rookie season. Oh, man. So this isn't good. This is an extensive injury report, which we like extensive. Great, great. Uh, so he had a shoulder and AC joint sprain in 2013, his junior year, uh, no, his sophomore year of college. Okay. So, so that we fast forward to his last year of college, he fractured the fifth metatarsal in his left foot during practice. Uh, missed the first seven games of that season. Okay, not Fast forward to no, not good. So foot seems to be a weakness for him because in his rookie year he broke a screw and has surgically repaired that same foot that needed to be replaced. He missed the first three preseason contests but returned for the fourth. So not significant time there. But he was okay. lucky it was during the preseason. Okay. I'm a little um okay. All right. Hesitant. And here's where we get into the suspect injuries. Miss camp time and skip the preseason opener with a hamstring pull. Again, not significant time, but he's got a lingering hamstring injury. Uh later in that same year, 2016 now. So we're on to his second year. Hurt his back in week 12, but started the following game. So it wasn't bad. He hurt it. It was a lower lumbar sprain 
it wasn't too bad that he had to miss time, but he still heard it. it was on the injury report. Then he tore scar tissue in his repaired left foot. We're back to the left oh, foot. God, we're back to the foot. Yeah. So left okay. foot is something we got to look out for. Missed two games. Uh, the following season, Parker missed the final preseason game, a regular season opener with a left hamstring injury again. That left hamstring, so left foot, left hamstring. He's got a fucked up left leg. Yeah, in general. yeah, yeah. We just got to get him a whole new left situation. Yeah, everything please. just replaced. I have a great all. left leg. My right one broke, but like I can give him my left one. It Here would look go. stupid because he's black and I'm white. But like we can, <laughs> we can make this work. Probably different lengths as well too. So that would be a, yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd walk with a limp. But, so yeah, I don't but think so. it's all right. I'm sure he could still ball so then in 2017 we're in his third year in the league sprained his right ankle in the first quarter of week five and missed the next three games damn grade two ankle sprain that's a, that's a tough sprain god this dude yeah. legs legs like jello bad oh my god and then there's no love in the hand department either so we're on year four all the four hand? years had an injury yep oh. uh hand uh, a finger fracture. He broke his middle finger on his right hand in training camp, sat out the final three preseason contests in the first two of the regular season. So five combined games. And then we're back to the left leg is oh, still Jesus. in his fourth year later in the season, uh, thigh and hamstring strain, which kept him out one game, uh, another thigh and hamstring strain uh, in 2020. So then a bunch more injuries in 2020, Thigh hamstring strain, uh, groin strain, another hamstring strain. And then in 2021, missed three games, three consecutive games as he tended to a shoulder injury. And his most latest injury was a hamstring strain, which he missed three games last year. So, so his left leg is uh, treacherous. So all, all I'm getting out of this, man, he's a tough son of a bitch. He play. He plays. He look at this plays. list right now. Can we just that's look just, at that's just absurd? He just, you just keep scrolling and, and scrolling and on and on. Okay, so grade two, grade two, <laughs> hamstring. So, so let me let me try to let me try to play. Be a little positive here. I don't think that he is going to be asked to carry any sort of heavy load here because he is in a room with Kendrick Bourne right now, as of right now, Kendrick yep. Bourne, um, Nelson Aguilar, Jacoby Myers. Um, I won't bring up he who shall not be named Please. and, um, and Devonte Parker himself. So it's four receivers, two tight ends. You got to hope that maybe the lessened workload is going to, because it seems like that like hamstring injury seems like an injury that kind of comes up when you're, when, when you're working it a lot, you know, I feel like you can kind of manage that a little bit. Um, I'm not saying he's going to play every game. Cause that seems like a foregone conclusion that he is for sure. Not going to, but I, I don't know. I don't know. Again, call it, call it just cause I have like my Patriot sunglasses on. I don't actually, but they're just always on. Like, yep. I just, I feel like he's not going to get as injured because he's not going to be asked to play so much. I did do he, his, he, his legs, his, his left leg in particular, like you said, hamstring ankle screws in his foot. Like, uh, well, I mean, 
I'm I'm still not worried. I am I am reluctant to be as excited as I would be if he was healthy. I still think it's a great signing. It's awesome that he wanted to be here too. He put that out there that he wanted to come to the Patriots. Um, just another another nail in the coffin of the nobody wants to play for the Patriots without Brady oh, imagine argument. That. Yeah, I'd have crazy. But um, but did you see uh, before? Because I want to ask you what you think about his injuries too. Since you just listed them all, I'm sure you're tired. So I'll give you a second um, from you know reading and and talking about them all. Reading takes you a lot see, of energy out of me. You see Judon's um, Judon's tweet to him. He he like tweeted to Devontae Parker, and it was something with like I don't know some sort of gift, basically saying like yeah, you know, good thing that you're here, whatever. Devontae Parker said something, and then Judon replied back, and he was like, yeah, uh, let me know if you need anything. I'm basically the GM now. again just i don't he is not a good one but he is i love love matthew judon love like the guy he he did something i think it was a couple weeks ago where like mccordy tweeted one of his one like replied to one of judon's tweets where he was trying to recruit someone and like and like mccordy was talking shit or something like that and judon was like uh either help out or shut up (laughs) like something like that and it's like (laughs) I just like because like you know it's hilarious. Like it's Dude, he all acts in like good he's fun. been a patriot forever, and I love it's it. Awesome. Like, I'm all I, for it. I literally picture him getting up in the morning, putting on his his patriot robe, sitting yeah. down at the computer with his glasses that has red his- sleeves on. Yep. Oh yeah. Well, of course. Probably no. He probably has the sleeves cut off, so he has the red sleeves. He just sleeps right. with the red sleeves on. Yes. Sits there, sits down with his coffee, sips it, does the little cracking of the fingers, and goes, "All right, who are we gonna try to get today?" And then he just sits there for hours and hours and hours, just it. like a just so like a writer funny. trying to write a book who has writer's block. Yep, just trying to get people. And guess what, guys? He finally. I wish did. somebody would somebody. give him a chance. Like none of these, I bet none of these other free agents talk to him, give him a chance. Like, hey, what's New England like? Because <sighs> yeah, it, uh, it just seems like they they kind of look at his tweets, or maybe they don't don't even see them at all. Kind of laugh them off if they do. It's like, man, like if he's trying this hard, he wants to you know win. It. People, you know the culture good. wants to win. Like, come on. He he tweeted Bobby Wagner and he said something where he, or he tweeted like, you guys hear the Patriots sign Bobby Wagner. A couple hours later, he signed with the Rams. And then, then he replied to his own tweet and said, yeah, me neither. That like he didn't hear that the Patriots <laughs> signed with him. And it's like, dude, he he he's trying. And, and like you said, I'm sure that like there, I think DK Metcalf interacted with him, I think, a little bit. Um, but there is like to take like to take it a little seriously, like you said, some someone's gotta reach out to him, like, hey, so how hard is it to have a conversation? Like, like somebody just be like, just kick the tires on the idea, like, hey, Judon, like, what's it like? Because I'm sure he has a great sales pitch waiting. I just don't think he's got to use it. He probably he probably got PowerPoints. He's probably got, you know, you know, like you did in school when you had like the headline, like come flying in on like a rainbow or something or like boom, 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 boom <laughs> like falls down from the top of the page yeah. or like some shit and like spins. Swirls and, like, in, <laughs> yeah. Comes out from the background. You know, he's got that shit going on. He's just going to be like, oh, guys, 100%. get this laser, like a little laser pointer. It's an A plus plus in my book. Um, yeah, I, I love Judon. I don't hold him accountable for the defenses. I think it was just a failure on all, on all fronts last year when the defense kind of shit the bed. I, unlike a lot of people with him and Mac Jones and stuff, I, I love Judon. I think he's going to do great this year. Um, he better, if he, if he's assuming the GM role, he better play good, play well this year. So, 
Um, I mean, I expect nothing less. Dude's a freak of nature. He's pretty much the Terminator. Yeah, I I love him. Um, so kind of like I said, every all the injury history aside, or no, even with the injury history, I'm pumped. Devonte Parker's here. Kind of that, that that's my bow on it. I'm happy. I think he's going to be uh, a productive part of the offense. Um, even when he does miss some games, I still think it's going to be fine. Um, I I'm not expecting him to be healthy for every game. If he does, that's just the icing on the cake. What do you kind of since you listed out his injuries? What do you, what do you see with him going forward? How do you think he's going to like, like how, what, what is your bow that you would put on top of this? Like, do you think that he's going to be a good productive? You think he's going to have a get hurt? His hamstring is going to actually fall off the bone. Like, what do you, it could, it's a possibility. It's a real possibility. So channeling my inner football guru of numbers here. I am going to say that he plays in 12 games, which would be too shy of his season high in games played. He plays in 12 games, has 800 yards and seven touchdowns. I think he becomes one of those players where Mac just feels comfortable with him. He puts in the work early. He joins the guys, and they all get together. I think this is a good building block year for him. What I'm really looking forward to is not this upcoming year. It's that second year of his deal where he's going to be fighting for a new deal, whether it's on the Patriots or elsewhere. When he's motivated, he played out of his mind in his last contract year with Miami, which was the 1,200 yards, nine touchdown year. Mm -hmm when he has even better connection with Mac and a medical staff that I like to say, I trust, I think then he puts together perhaps his first full season ever. I think the year after that he puts together perhaps his first full season ever, maybe just shy. I think he definitely gets his high for games with like 15, 16 games played. And that's when he, we get an official number one receiver back where it's him. He gets a thousand yards, gets 10 tubs. I think that's coming in his second year just to build the rapport. But next year it's clear cut. Like when we signed Kendrick Bourne, that's not a number one wide receiver name. He's a number one wide receiver on a team that went to the Super Bowl, but that's not a number one wide receiver name. Yep. Other teams don't look at him as a number one wide receiver. He's a wide receiver two playing wide receiver one. Nelson Aguilar is a slot receiver for the most part who can go deep. He, he's a, evolved from what was a slot receiver to now an outside guy, but he's not a number one receiver either. No. He was a complimentary guy in Oakland. He's still a complimentary guy here. As much as I would build a team Super around Bowl him, champion. give him a max contract. Yes, he is. Damn right he is. Yep. yep. Everybody wants to get Mac Jones a Super Bowl champion. He's got one, but keep yep. going. He does. So I think it's just that aura of ha having a number one wide receiver. And I think Devontae Parker can be that guy. He's yep. got all the tools. He just needs to put it together. And who am I to doubt the New England Patriots organization, the most successful franchise in all of football? If I were to sit here and say that our team our organization would do him wrong and not use him to his max potential. It'd be disingenuous on my part. And I'd be lying to myself. I think 
there has to be something there. Bill loves him, and Mac is going to love him. He's going to emerge as that number one wide receiver, maybe not next year. We still split the yards. We still have that. Mm-hmm. But the year after that, when we shed some weight, whether we still have Harris then, what what our running back room looks like then, I figure it'll probably be Stevenson and James White the year after that, Devontae's yeah. last year. Then it'll be a little less run-oriented, and it'll be time to unleash Mac on everyone. It's like, Mac, just go get him. This is your Tom Brady 2006, 2007 year. Go attack him. Throw the shit out of the ball. Throw to your favorite guys. I don't care about spreading the ball around. I'm, I'm not going to say – Moore needs five targets. Snelly needs four. Hunter needs nine. Do whatever you want. Force some balls deep to him if you have to. I think that second year is big. So I'm going to remain the gloomy optimist and say next year might be a rough ride. I think he will miss games. I I think I projected he, he misses like five or six next year. He very well could miss like eight. But then we're back to this year, which wasn't that bad. So, yeah. Yeah. And I, I just, I think the, it, it, it means something that he wants to come play with Mac Jones because you can yep. say he wants to come play for the Patriots. That means he wants to play with Mac Jones. That's exactly what that means because it's not like he's coming here. Like wonder who the quarterback is like, no, Mac Jones is the quarterback moving forward. He's coming here to play with him. So that's going to be, that's going to be uh, a nice confidence booster for, for Mac Jones, you know, for, why wouldn't you want to build something? You have the opportunity to build something. You know, people people for some reason are, are sour on the Patriots building things right now just because last year ended on kind of a sour note, which of course it did, but you got to shake the cobwebs, people. You got to, yeah. you got to like get back in the zone. And uh, another thing you got to do, stop fucking wishing that OBJ comes to this goddamn team. I'm sick of it. This is the second week in a row. I've seen it. I've seen people in texts, in group chats, in Twitter, in person, not really in person because everybody in Florida, it's March Madness. So everybody cared about that. But just you, just Devontae Parker came here and people were still like, ah, I wonder if that really, you know, I wonder if that kind of exits things for, you know, OBJ or I wonder that. Stop. OBJ comes here. He's coming off his second ACL oh, surgery ridiculous. on the same ACL. On the set, like the same thing. He he is worse than Devontae Parker. Devontae Parker at least just has like sprains and hamstrings. OBJ tore his ACL on the same foot. This I mean the same leg. Why do you want him here? He's not going to be able to produce until at least December at the earliest. And that's if everything goes perfect. That's if he comes back perfect from again his second ACL. What and, and at that point in December. The, the the room, the wide receiver room is going to be pretty comfortable where it is. You're not going to all of a sudden drop the bomb that is OBJ in there and then have him trying to, you know, fight for targets. And I'm not saying he'd be an issue because I think that he's past that stage in his life or in his football life where he kind of causes issues. But just his so presence, his presence alone would would be an issue for a second year quarterback who does want to make his offense happy he wants to make people happy who are here i just uh, obj was never now if he wasn't hurt give me obj obviously i'm cool with him i would i would love to have obj here if he wasn't hurt but he's hurt that takes him off the board to me because if he if if you want to get obj that means that you'd have to give him you wouldn't give him a two-year deal because then that would really just be a one-year deal because I'm, I'm talking this, this year to me, the upcoming year is just a wash with him. So you'd have to give him either a two or three year deal. You Are, are you cool with giving OBJ a three year deal? 
I'm not, unless it's at a very, very, very small dollar amount. And he's not going to take that dollar amount because he's Odell Beckham Jr. He shouldn't, he should go try to get the bag. The the pipe dream. And I I told you last week, it's because the photoshops look so goddamn good with OBJ in a Patriots jersey. He's not coming. Stop. No BJ. Hashtag no. Well, I mean, Danny Woodhead would. (laughs) would, would, Okay. I don't think there'd Never be mind. much traction with that hashtag. Take the, take the hashtag no BJ out there. No OBJ. J- just no OBJ. No hashtag. Just no OBJ. Um, now, do you think that this... I think with the draft, with the Patriots draft, because the Patriots I have... Um, we're we're going to dive into the draft, like actually who we think they'll pick and everything next week in the upcoming weeks to the draft. But as of right now, the Patriots have a first, second, third, fourth, fifth, fifth, sixth, sixth round pick right now. So they got a lot of picks. Do you think that this move frees them up in the first round to do really anything they want? Because I think before Devontae Parker got here, people were like, they should try to draft a receiver in the first round. Now I feel like I'm cool with taking taking a receiver in day two, whether it's Mechie, whether it's William. I don't think the other uh, Williams is going to make it the, the other Alabama guy, but I'm cool with taking a guy in the second round that I don't, if anything, I don't really want a receiver in the first round necessarily. Now, like if you get someone good, I'm not going to hate it, but I mean, shit, why not try to, you know, why not try to draft a corner draft one of these dynamic linebackers? I think that the Parker move does more than just kind of solidify the room. It also gives you freedom in the first round where you can also trade out of the first round. Patriots fans, buckle your seatbelts. They might trade out of the first round. So do you think that do you think that they should still really be targeting a receiver or just kind of play it by ear when it comes up? If it's like, hey, you know, we have this person X, Y and Z, but so and so is here. Should we take him? I don't think I think that Parker being on the team makes it so receiver is not necessarily a need through the draft this year, at least. I was hesitant on wide receiver being a need even before we got Parker. And now that we got him, I think it's the, you know, metaphorical nail in the coffin. We have Kendrick Bourne and Nelly under pretty big deals, whether we're going to move one of the two or whatnot, they're here to stay at least for a little bit. I think the Patriots kind of go with the old fashioned route where they're going to use their, the top of the draft for kind of random do it all. Like we took Jamie Collins in the second round with a high second round pick. And he was some kind of no name versatile linebacker out of Mississippi, uh, Southern Miss. I think it was one, either Mississippi or Southern Miss, but I remember everyone being like, who the fuck is this guy? And then he ends up being great. That's a classic Patriots pickup where they get some random dude that wasn't a top scout on most radars. And he ends up being very productive for years and years and years. I don't think that there's a need for a wide receiver now until the late later stages of the round. I mean, Wes Welker was undrafted. Edelman was late, late, late. I'm pretty sure unless yeah, Edelman six, was also undrafted. Was it? No, no. Wasn't he a six round pick Edelman? Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure, then yeah. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And Wes Welker was undrafted. Like 
there are so many receivers that can be capable that don't get drafted. And Bill knows that most of the great like receivers in general were late round picks. Shannon Sharp was like a seventh round pick. There are so many guys late in rounds that you can pick up that there's really no need to kind of ball out and try and get one of these top level pick guys because then you run the risk of them being like Nikhil Harry and you have to keep him on the roster for years and years and hope he develops. If you get a fifth, sixth, seventh round guy and they ball out of control, then you look like a genius. If they don't, then you cut them and no one really thinks twice about it. So I think the Patriots kind of have a tried and true system there where if I was the GM, I'd be doing the same thing. I'd be like, all right, who's who's the wide receiver from Buffalo that's balling out? Oh, okay, yeah, we, we could take him in like the yeah. sixth. Like he has potential yep. and stuff like that. Jamison Crowder, very serviceable now, was a late round pick out of Duke. Like there are good wide receivers. And Crowder was being talked about how, yo, we got to get Jamison Crowder. And it was like, well, calm down. So, yeah, I mean, you can find a receiver in in the later rounds for sure. For sure, you definitely can, which I think is, I mean, that's something I think the patch should do. Yeah, like you said, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't see it being, being a need in the draft. Now, again, I still, at the end of the day, I want John Mechie on this team. I know that it's become like the name of what he says. I just, him and Mac are friends. Like they talk, I just, I want it. I want one of those Bama receivers. That's really what it comes down to. And it's really just because they're Alabama. Mac was with Alabama. I mean, it's, I don't, there's no other crazy reason why. Um, now you, you mentioned if Aguilar is still on the team, we have to, we have to have the talk. Leo. So, Never like those take, take, take a seat. I see you're already seated. Thank you. Um, now Nelson Aguilar, great player. Um, I like him, hated him when he was on the Eagles. I hate the Eagles trash team, trash everything. I do not like them. Um, I I didn't, I didn't know it's not, I did not like that. He, um, I did not like that. He balled out in the super bowl in which he beat the Patriots. Um, had a super bowl record for catches. We don't need details. Uh, this is my story. Um, I did. Nope. Did not ask at all, sir. Um, I said, stay seated. Um, now did you, did you, uh, ever see in the Super Bowl when him and Tory Smith ran crossing routes and high fived each other in the crossing routes and Nelly caught one that went out in the flat for a first down. Did, did you see the Oscars, how Will Smith high fived Chris Rock in the face? Because I think you are cruising for a bruising pal. So I think you need to shut up. Um, yes, I did see that. It was annoying as shit, but time removed. I can say that's pretty, it's pretty fucking cool. Um, I'll be looking at looking for you cocky. in the next GI Jane movie. Then I'll, I'll see <laughs> the joke that started it all. Um, so with, with Nelson Aguilar, kind of, I, I don't want him traded. I think we were both on the same page there. I think he he can be a good part of this team. I think he's a good deep threat. Mac wasn't really accurate as much throwing to him deep. Um, so it's really not all on Nelson Aguilar. He was a little banged up. Um, he did have some injuries too, some nagging injuries a little bit here and yeah. there. And if we're going to give Jalen Mills the injury pass, then Nelly deserves I will always ball. give Jalen Mills the injury pass. We'll see. Hopefully this year he's good. If not, he gets another year. Um, yeah. Now, Nelson Aguilar. The, the the only reason that I even really want to trade him, if he gets traded per Pat's cap on Twitter, which he the dude knows like the ins and outs of of cap space, like it's like it's his job, which I think it actually is. Um, the Patriots would get 
$8.9 million in cap space if they traded Nelson Aguilar. Liam, I saw your face when I said that number. That is a big number, my friend. That is a big number. I don't care if you extend Hunter Henry. I don't care what you do. Nothing is giving you the cap space that that would give you. Again, I do not want him to be traded. But nine million bucks is a big cap, a big, big cap relief to get. I think it's time we have we come to the we come to the conclusion that there is a very good chance that on draft day. A little before draft day, Nelson Aguilar gets traded for a third round pick, a third and a fifth. Free up some that'd cap a, space. That'd be a gross underpay. We should uh, be demanding I mean, a first or at least two. Three, three ones. I don't know. Uh, you know, whatever, whatever you can get. Um, in it real real talk though, I I don't know where I stand with him because I could very much see him staying because I don't think that Belichick thinks that he sucks by any means, but I could also see Belichick being like, listen, we got to, I mean, shit, I traded Shaq Mason, buddy. I'll fucking trade your ass real quick. Like it is $9 million in cap space. They're going to have to get cap space somewhere here. Okay. What are they going to use that for? What do they need that money for? Well, they need it. Assuming they stick with their draft picks, which they won't. They need just under $3 million to sign all their draft picks. So they'll probably trade some away. So they need probably just over $2 bucks to sign all their draft picks right around. Um, and then I think you need to go into the season paying your practice squad people too, um, which is a little bit as well. So I, I, they, they do need to get some sort of cap relief. They could like extend Henry. They could turn Judon's um, salary into a signing bonus. I saw that as well. Um, on Twitter too, from Pat's cap as well. So there's other things, there's other ways they can do it. If, if they trade Aguilar though, I want, I am expecting something big because you're not just, you're not just creating $9 million in cap space just to like bank it for, for next year or for something. I think if you're doing that, you're getting, see, I see, and now this is where it goes back to maybe I don't think he's going to be traded because who who are you gonna go out there and get? Who you don't okay, unless it's DK Metcalf, and then I understand. I oh, if it's DK Metcalf, it. can yeah. you imagine DK Metcalf, Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, Jacoby Myers with Hunter Henry and John New Smith? I will buy my Super Bowl ticket if the Patriots it's, get DK. It sounds Metcalf. like the best receiving core in the league. Holy shit! Um, I don't think or um, what's his name? They're getting um, Brandon Cooks is getting calls on him, I guess, from the Texans. Oh, and what's his name? Um, Tyler Lockett too. From the um, from you know DK's DK's little buddy over there. So th- those are the names, and really not even Brandon Cooks because I don't think you need to trade Aguilar to get Cooks. If if you're getting rid of Aguilar, I'm expecting a Tyler Lockett, maybe even a DK Metcalf, someone like that. Other than that, I don't think you get rid of him. I don't want to get rid of him. It's a very 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 real possibility now that Devonte Parker's here. Liam, I, I mean, do want it, you to to talk to me about how you feel about this though. Because I know you love him. I mean, what are the words that I could sum up to think about Nelson Aguilar leaving? I mean, he came to my team. That's That was the greatest feeling in the world. So for him to leave, it's like, 
I mean, my best friend died in a motorcycle accident. I would be much more sad if Nelson Aguilar was traded from my team. I, this is, it's heartbreaking to me. Just the thought runs a chill up my spine and makes me want to pour myself a tall glass of cyanide. So I can't even fathom the idea, but there is kind of an odd man out here. It's a loaded uh, wide receiver room now on a run heavy team. So Yep. Some something's got to go. Myers isn't leaving. We know Myers is staying. Yep. Kendrick Bourne seems like the likely one to stay. His production was better. He was healthier. He, he kind can do of more fits too. More. He has. Uh, uh, no, I wouldn't. Say, I well, he get he get he can do the throw. I, I know Aguilar is is very skilled. But, you know, just it seems like Bourne is more in the jet sweep, the trick plays. We could we could run jet sweeps with Nelson Aguilar. He's fast. Yeah, you could, but fast. You? But come you? on, but come on. You? you you've seen the Muhammad Ali soundbite of him talking about fast. I have, no, I, no, That's I have Nelson Aguilar. I I like Nelson Aguilar. I do. Still want that on record. I like Nelly. Nellyville, okay. let's go. Nellyville and okay. Foxborough. Yep. I like it. Yep. I like it. But I, I just, I it, like you said, it seems like someone is the odd man out because you can't have four, four very, very serviceable, all across the board, good, good and up receivers, and then also yep. have two very good tight ends. Like you can't. It's it seems. It seems like this offense, and again, like now, now I'm just thinking about Bill Belichick playing with all these toys. Like I, oh yeah, I am. I'm I, like some. So you would think something has to give, right? But like, I don't. That, that's where where I think is like the problem here, which makes me think it's fairly realistic. But I don't know. At the same time, are we really going to cut out on the Nelson Aguilar rule before we get to see it? Every other year, he balls out. And this is his other year. We're going into the other year with Mac Jones in his second year, more likely to throw it downfield because our biggest criticism early in the season when he didn't have an offensive line is this is a lot of dink and dunk and not a lot of big plays. Patriots were not even close to the top of the league in big plays this season. When they did, they were running plays from Damian Harris. Yeah. Yep. Are we really going to take that potential away from Mac? Especially because we I hate I hate to even say it. Okay, say say we trade Nelson Aguilar at the draft or in the preseason or something it sometime. It pains yeah, it, no, it, trust me, it's it's terrible. It's like drinking salsa with my eyes. But uh say we tra- trade him at some point and so we're rolling with Bourne, Myers, and Parker as the starting three. Um, and Parker goes down. So then now we're down a receiver. And what are we going to rely on? Bring Christian Wilkins back in? Like, yeah, he could ball out for another two touchdowns for us. But I'd rather have Nelly, the human can opener, to take the top off the defense. Exactly. So it's like you do – there's an odd man out. But at the same time? He's there, an insurance policy. There if anything isn't else. like there isn't an odd man because how many games last year were there where Kendrick Bourne had two catches or where Jacob? Well, no, Jacoby Myers is pretty consistent, but where you know Aguilar had two catches or where, like I said, Bourne had a couple catches or like there. So I, I I'm kind of talking myself into him probably not leaving now that I'm ta- now that I'm thinking about it because you got Devonte Parker who, like you said, you ran through his litany of hamstring and left leg injuries for the most part and a broken hand which that was a random one um like come on buddy your injuries are below the waist come on um like i he 
Aguilar is a good, a good, I don't even want to say he's an insurance policy because I think he's just going to be another cog in the wheel that gets plugged and played. Like, I don't think that you're really going to have, like, I think the only person that's consistently going to be on the field is Jacoby Myers. I think between Kendrick Bourne, Nelson Aguilar, Devontae Parker, they're, they're all going to kind of switch, take some plays off, take a yep, drive everyone off. Everyone gets take fresh drive. Exactly. I, and then I think the only, or, or maybe even Hunter Henry and Jacoby Myers, I think those are the only two players that are going to consistently, for the most part, be at the highest percentage of offensive snap counts by the time the year is over. Because yeah. I, I just think that they're they're more crucial to what the team does. Myers is kind of the safety valve. Hunter Henry's the safety valve as well. And he's a touchdown machine. I just I I don't know. I I yeah, no, I think I think I talked myself out of it. I don't see Nelson Aguilar getting traded. I, mean, I know, I know that you got the nine that you got the nine million. Well, extend some people, put some put some signing bonuses out there, you know, convert salaries. You don't need to, you don't yeah. got I, I don't I, do I anything sound rash. Like, I did, sound did the like 49ers the, trade Jerry Rice when he was under contract? No, no, they didn't. No, and I mean that that's a that's a little bit of a stretch, but you know, I <laughs> I for interpretation once again. I sound like and I hate that I just sound like I sound like the fucking local reporters that like just want to trade away talent just because they either didn't perform or they want this mysterious cap space to do. I don't know what, because, and and then it comes down to that. What would the Patriots do with this $9 million? Yeah. Not really much. That's my thing. Would you rather have the cap space or would you rather have, you know, can Devante going down and then we're just back to the year we had, which was, you know, pretty, pretty all right. Yeah, yeah, and, and then I mean you have the same players, but now they're in the system for another year. No, fuck that. We are we are a pro. First time I've said this, I think we are a pro keep Nelson Aguilar podcast. That that's go. what we are right now. We are welcome to to the dark side. The, we the are we side, are the good. We side. are three know. things at Tuck Rule takes. We are well, actually, we're four things, and the fourth thing will lead us into our last topic. We are four things. We are a one biggest pro James White podcast you'll ever see, even more than his than easily. Don't want to bring up his his family, but even more than anybody he knows. Biggest yep. that one. We are a fucking pro Ronnie Perkins podcast. You bet your, it, it, even if that all the majority of it comes from me, I will I will carry that burden. It, it, it leaks down. Um, it, it, I, it, I, it, I definitely yeah. I'm picking up on the Ronnie Perkins hype. I need no, to no, see him you. until I can I, pick up on this hype. But I, you know, I gotta, your you, feverish mentality is spreading right now. You have you have the. You have the pre the pre Ronnie Perkins. You need to see him to get the full ejaculate Ronnie Perkins. Exactly. Number three, we are a pro keep Nelson Aguilar podcast. I think he's he's valuable. Now uh, anybody goes down, plug and play, or just keep him. No one has to go down unless it's unless it's True. you know Danny Woodhead. Heyo. Um, uh, number four. <laughs> now nah, see that was a gay joke. See I'm making this is so number four. We are we, we are on one today. We are. <laughs> An anti, very anti, Nikhil Harry podcast. This, like I said, we, I, I want to save it to the end because it always puts me in a bad mood. Guys got to go. Launch him to the fucking side. Trade him for a new football. I don't care what you trade him for. Trade him for, I don't know, what was it? Uh, Mac Jones said he got a flashlight for Christmas and, and he loved that because his wife got trade him for five flashlights. Flashlight. No, a flashlight, a goddamn flashlight. He was pumped. He was like waxing poetically about it. They were talking to him. And he was like, yeah, you know, the wife got me a, 
uh, or, or, you know, girlfriend got me a flashlight. I was pretty excited. I needed one. Dude, we will get you 10 flashlights, like the big ones, too, like the big, like the ones that the cops use. The like, nicest dunk, dunk, dunk. ones you can find. Yep. The best flashlights. The ones that you can use as a weapon. Um, Nikhil Harry, um, I don't, do you, why? Question for you while I look up what happens if we trade him, what kind of cap we get, what kind of cap relief we get. Why is he still on the team? I think we're trying to give the illusion that we actually <laughs> want to keep him. It's a smoke screen if I've ever seen it. And then on draft day, a team's going to be like, huh, he's still around. They've kept him here. Classic New England. That He must be good at something. And then they'll look into him. They'll see that he's a great blocker and they'll go, okay. So Bill likes this guy because he's a good blocker. This might be something we can take from him. Bill might be onto something here. He might be keeping a secret weapon from us. Let, let's kick the tires on him, CC. And then they'll offer, you know, like a, a fifth round pick. And hopefully Bill swipes that up instantly. Hell, maybe they're dumb enough to offer like a fourth. Definitely not a third. I don't, yeah, no, he definitely wouldn't. He, I don't, a fourth, I think would even be, would be stretching yeah. it. If he gets, um, if he gets traded or cut, you get $1.19 million in cap space. Take it all day. Take it all day. Beyond just the money. I sound like a commercial here. You get peace of mind. Yeah. If you yeah. trade Nikhil Harry, it is like having the ultimate burglar system in your house. Like the impervious, no one can break in. You're good. That is what you get trading Nelson Aguilar. That actually reminds me, this is slightly off topic. Uh, did you ever hear about the guy in Texas? Uh, he lives on like a giant estate and this dude broke into his house and tried to rob him, but his uh, pets took care of the burglar. No, what happened? What do you have? What? So this dude takes a video and it's on some really fucked up uh, Facebook page that I follow called Pimps in the Hood that just shows a bunch of people dying in gruesome ways. And it's him. And he goes, whoops, looks like some poor bastard tried to break in last night. And he walks out into his backyard and there's like a dismembered arm and just guts all over his backyard. His two tigers had got to the burglar before the guy even got to the house. There's a tiger's? giant backyard. Yeah, and these tigers ripped them apart. So that is the peace of mind that you get when you trade Nikhil Harry. I thought for some reason, I, I don't know why, I didn't think you were going to say dogs or anything. I thought for some reason you, you were going to say pigs. I thought you were going to say pigs. the pigs The pigs killed him. I don't like. I heard pigs kill people. I Because I, pig, pigs eat like anything, you know, like, like you know, you always see yeah. it in the movies, like that's where people put like the bodies and stuff. But I was like, maybe he had like two warthogs and they like... Fucking tigers! Yeah, they let's, ripped him apart. Let's send Nikhil down that way, yep. and I I don't mean Peace to be of mean. Mind. And like I know the dude is an A plus run blocker. Love it. Love you Stunning. for that. Or, or, no, no, I don't. He's even a better run you. blocker I, than most of our linemen, but that's that's not good enough. But guess what, friend? Get the fuck out! Like I don't. <laughs> Sorry, I'm done friend, with them. No. I hate his stupid name. I hate every time I have to type his name. I have to type N apostrophe kel yeah. it just it, it fucks up the vibe i don't like it it just he he looks because every time i see him i always have that like thought in the back of my head where i'm like yeah but he looks like he should be good maybe this is it no shut up mike this is not it he's not gonna be good this is not the year 
get him out. And it, you, you saw it. I think what we talked about a couple of weeks ago where it was like, I think just me and you texting. I don't think we talked about it here. Teams are interested in him. Blows my mind. I don't know what For they're what? saying. For what? Which is, there which, has to be something like, I don't, I, I literally speechless. Belichick must be sitting back like these idiots. I might be able to get like a fifth round. Pick. If you get a fourth for Nikhil Harry, sign all day. I will, I will do the paperwork, whatever you need. I will drive him to wherever he needs to go. A fourth would, round pick. I would take a long snapper. Uh, give me something. I, hey, long snappers, I vital, crucial part of the special teams game. They are. Um, the Buccaneers, I, long snappers from the town next to me. No shit, really? Yeah. Z- okay. uh, Zach Treener. Look at this. That I guarantee you, there's Bucks fans that don't even know that name. So this is oh fuck no. That look at that. You learn things. Um, look at that. I look would. At I, us. I think a fifth a fifth round pick wouldn't even be bad. Belichick has had some good fifth round picks. I can't name them off the top of my head, but I know he's had some good late round picks. Fifth, I think he probably he he could probably snag the next starting offensive lineman for the next two or three years, three or four years, you know, once that guy starts in the fifth round, I don't see why not. I know that I wrote, I wrote a, I wrote an article about all his picks a while ago. I should just always have that up when we start talking about his picks, but I forget what it was. I know he's had some good fifth round picks though. I would, I would welcome a fit. The only way I'd be kind of upset is if it was like a sixth. Cause I'd be like, you go from like wasting a first round pick to a sixth round pick. Like that seems that that seems like a little bit a little bit of a jump. Yeah, I'm looking at some of these late round picks here. James White in the fourth, obviously. Let's go. Um, Fine with that. Fine with that. Trey pick. Flowers, obviously Trey, Tom Brady. Trey Rob Flowers. Who, Trey um, Flowers might come back. I wouldn't. I wouldn't hate seeing him. Yeah, hold on. Let that'd me be see cool. I, not not opposed. Matthew Slater was a fifth round pick. Talk about value. God, I did you see Belichick's quote saying that uh, Matthew Slater is like the Tom Brady of the offense, or like the Lawrence Taylor of the? uh, Yes, I did see that. Yeah, of the. I'd be lying if I said it didn't get me wet. Yeah, no, you can't. I I don't even. This is this is a very, uh, a very, very sexual podcast again. It was speaking of sexual, uh, a fifth round wide receiver pick the Patriots took Malcolm Mitchell. Loved, loved Malcolm Mitchell. Every I feel bad. I feel oh. bad that he kind of, um, you know, that God he hurt. kind of shit the bit. Yeah, that he had some sort of not mental issues because that sounds crazy, but just the the, just the fact that he had some like something happened with him where he yeah he wasn't like he wasn't doing he was so good. Well, yeah, I don't. I okay. remember looking it up. He, I don't know. I, he he played a crucial part in that Falcon Super Bowl coming back. He did crucial part. I'll never forget. He had a long touchdown against the 49ers. Tom Brady thread the needle to him up the seam. That play, I can watch that play ten times, and I still get lost when the ball gets there because it, it, it doesn't bet- look. It went between like defenders. I'm pretty sure it's a dude so almost picked weird. it off. Yeah, it doesn't look like it should get like, and then all of a sudden Malcolm Mitchell's just running with it. Uh, it's it's so. So yeah, just just to kind of bring it up. So fifth round picks that um that he's had, like you said, Matthew Slater, Marcus Cannon, good pick, Dan Copen, real good pick, 
Jawan Bentley oh. just signed a deal. Jake Bailey, tremendous. Joe Cardona, long snapper. Hey, there we go. Get him. Zoltan Mesco, liked him. Loved. Um, Six-round pick, Justin Her- Heron. Heron. I- I- I'll Heron. never know. I'll never know. Uh, Mike Unwenu, Ted Karras, Nate Ebner, Landon Roberts. Um, and then, yeah, fourth round, I mean, God, James White, Malcolm Mitchell, uh, Aaron Hernandez, uh, Cam oh. Fleming, uh, Shaq Mason, Dietrich Wise, Trey Flowers, Asante Samuel, your boy, Jarvis uh, Green. And Mr. Steph- pick uh, six was a fifth-round pick? No, a fourth-round pick. A fourth oh round pick God. for those ones that I just said. So, people, like, if you Pe- so so Belichick getting these fourth or fifth round picks, you can't just dismiss them right off the bat because he no. hits he hits on a fair amount. Again, he, I mean, just to kind of go, you know, Jared Stidham was also was also a fourth round pick. Uh, PK Sam yeah, was also a uh, uh, a fifth round pick. So you know, I don't, I I just if you can get anything for Nikhil Harry. You have to take it. The dude requested a trade last year. He 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 is the odd man out. If anything, if oh, if Nelson Aguilar gets traded out. before him, that's just you can't you can't do that. You have to get rid of him before you get. You might rid have of anybody to find else. a new franchise to support if that's the case. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe the Cowboys or something, right? Um, <laughs> but so so the Patriots receivers room right now. Um, kind of before we get out, I just want to know right now, I want to know your, your confidence level on a scale of one to 10. You got Devonte Parker, Jacoby Myers, Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar. I know you got Wilkerson on the practice squad. I know Nikhil Harry's oh. still here. I'm just naming the top four. Cause that's, that's really the main guys, not including the tight ends, different position, obviously. So those four guys say, those are the guys you roll in there with say they don't draft a receiver, say nothing. What what's your what's your confidence level? How do you feel? Scale of one to ten going into the year with those four guys. I mean, we have Nelson Aguilar, so obviously it's a ten, or it starts at a ten with him. I mean, realistically, gotta go down from there. Yeah, a hundred percent. And then like you know, Akil Harry brings it down about six notches. Um, no, if you if you look at the wide receiver cores across the league. So like, let's, what are the other great receiving cores in the league? It used to be the chiefs. They kind of broke it up. Juju, uh, Travis Kelsey and all them. Yeah. The no, it's have like, McCall, uh, McCall Hardman. Nicole Hardman and Juju. He's this beast. And uh, they got somebody else too. From my, they still have Josh Gordon. They still have Josh. Gordon. Yeah. The dolphins That's got Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. That's really yep. it. That's big. Time. I'm not, I'm the not bringing Broncos. tight ends. Because if you yeah, want to bring no. tight ends into the situation, the Patriots will, will wash. You. Yeah, 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 hundred so. percent. So, like, then I look at the Broncos, which is Cortland Sutton, who's a beast, Jerry Judy, who has a lot of potential, and yep. Tim Patrick, who's really good. I would say that might be the best receiving core. And then the Most Chargers are up there as yeah. well with Keenan Allen and Mike Our Williams, boy. but that's only two. Um, I think a big depending factor is where Julio Jones goes. Cause say he goes to like the bills or something. Then they got Julio, they got Stefan and they got, he went to yeah. the Titans. Yeah. yeah. So Emmanuel Sanders, uh, Stefan Diggs, and then say they got Julio that's scary. But for the most part, as of right now, pending a Julio trade, I got to say we have 
a top five receiving core. The, the Raiders. League. The Raiders got Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro. Yep. That's good. Those two, and those are two. And Brian Edwards or whatever his name is, number 89. He those was killing it last year. Yeah, so that's, that's scary too. So I'd say the Broncos are better than us. The Raiders are better than us. That's top three right there. I can't think of anyone else. Just off the top of my head, obviously, I could do some digging, put together an actual list. But roughly speaking, we have a top five receiving core in the league. And, and there, there's nothing you can really tell me otherwise. It all just falls on the quarterback. We had a upper tier receiving core last year. It, they yeah. just didn't play like it because it was a run heavy system. Now we have another dude in there. And like you said, you bring in the tight ends then it's a different metric and we're still killing it. So dude, if you bring in the tight ends, you got Hunter Henry, who was, I think either finished second or third. I don't no, no, no. I think he was. Second, right? In tight end, or didn't he get bumped out? Well, either way, top three, top two yeah. in touchdowns. You yeah, got John really Smith, who John Smith, who his potential hasn't been tapped into. We know he's yeah. good. If you want to throw tight ends in there, the Patriots have a top five offensive weapon group. Yeah, if you want to, sure. if you want to keep it at just receivers, I think they have a top five receiver group. Like, yep. and, and I don't even think that that's necessarily being. Being, Boisterous, uh, being a honker. I mean, fans. The only thing I could say is maybe, maybe you bump them out of the top five a little bit when you're talking about all their offense, because then you start talking about other teams' offenses and stuff, and that's a little different. Yeah. But, but that see, but then if you want to bring the running backs into no see, and then they're right it, back up to top five. Yeah, exactly. So, so my confidence uh, level, shit. like I, I, I stand at a solid. Again, who am I to doubt the Patriots? If Bill is running this offensive system with all these weapons, I, it's it's as close to a ten as you could possibly get. I'm like I'm sniffing a nine point four right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna in. I am at. I'm bouncing between two numbers right now. I don't want to give an even number. I am at a nine point one. I was bouncing between eight point nine, nine point one. 9.1 because you got those four receivers. Jacoby Myers is going to be a beast for this offense. Maybe not stats wise, but he's going to be very good. Kendrick Bourne, kind of a, you know, jack of all trades. can do a bunch of things. Nelson Aguilar, if he stays deep threat, I think he plays better. Devontae Parker, great. So if we're talking about just the receivers, I'm at, I'm at a 9.1. If you add everybody else in there, I'm extremely confident. I am in the high nines about the entire offense going into this year, but just receivers. I'm at a 9.1. I, I think even if one of them gets injured for, you know, some period of time, as long as it's not the whole season, I'm ready to go. I don't think, um, and I, I say this in a loving way. I don't think Mac has any excuses. I don't think this offense has any excuses this year. Now, again, people, the first four games are always going to be rough every single year. That's how it is. So I'm going to say that, try to say that once every episode moving forward, Almost everybody freaks out the first four episodes. I mean, the first four episodes, the first four seasons. So calm down. It's going to be fine. I'm pumped. I can't wait for this offense to go in there. I can't wait to actually, uh, you know, break down the draft a little bit in the upcoming week and then talk about it next week. Cause that's going to be fun to do as well. Um, so Liam, you said you're at what a nine point four? Is that what you said for the receivers yeah. right now and everything? Let, let's round up nine and a half. I, I'm a half. extremely confident. They, yeah. they really give me no reason not to. Like last year was 
damn good for what we are given for the production. I have yep. no reason to believe adding a potential number one wide receiver to think otherwise. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not worried. I think the Patriots have their number one. Um, I know people view number one differently. They think number one is a number one name. That's not what it is. Number one is a receiver that can perform like a number one receiver in this yeah. offense. I think Devontae Parker can do that with everybody else wrapped into him or wrapped into him with everybody else wrapped in this offense. I'm excited. Um, but I got other than Nikhil Harry's got to get the hell out of here. I think I'm ready to get out. Liam, you got anything else to say? Nope. I think we covered it all, man. Nothing else. Yeah. So, so next week, uh, we'll be talking about the draft. We'll probably do the same type of thing we did with, with free agency where we'll start like, actually, I don't even know how we'll do it. We'll, we'll go kind of round by round, or if you want to start on, you know, who they should target offensively, defensively, something we'll, we'll figure it out. But, um, yeah, we'll definitely talk about the draft a lot more and go from there. Um, but so for Liam McDade, for Devonte Parker, for Tuck Rule Takes, I am Mike Sullivan. As I said, this was episode 37, the Rodney Harrison episode of Tuck Rule Takes. Next week, draft preview, all that fun stuff. Um, other than that, got nothing else to say. Let's go. We out. Sweetie. Sweetie.